going to read some Mesila Isharim inside. Okay, we uh, started the 13th Perek. <clears throat> Yesterday we gave a little bit of an overview, but today we're going to start reading inside. But before we read inside, we're only going to do maybe like two paragraphs today, two short paragraphs. We don't go so fast over here, we go deep. But um, there's going to be a, a concept that the Mesilah Yisharim is going to talk about, which is the foundation and the background of the entire next two Pirakim. But I want to go into it a little bit and then we'll read it inside, okay? So here's a concept, a very deep concept in Avodah Hashem. Very deep concept. And throughout the days, maybe we'll expound on it more and more to show you how deep it really is and how fundamentally different approach that Jewish people have to problems that could arise in life, to the way the Torah approach to that and the secular approach to it. And I'm going to have to teach you all these deep things slowly so you digest them. But the point is like this. Masil Zisharim is going to explain to us that there's a concept of making fences, making gidarim. That means that a person can fall in a sin. It's very easy for him to fall in a sin if he gets close to it. So he needs to put up fences to protect him from actually getting to the sin itself. Okay? So this is a very fundamental principle. It's very deep. And I hope I have the siyat and the shmaya to bring out the oimek for you. Okay? But the point is like this. Fences is a very, very, very important part of Avodah Hashem. Because the Yetzirah understands to ask a human being to make a sin, an open, clear, blatant Avera is not so simple. A Jewish person will be able to have enough irat shamayim and enough ratzon not to sin that you cannot directly uh, get a Jewish person to make avera. So the Yitzhara has to begin the work to trap a person early in the game where he brings him to a point, now hear these words, well, he brings him to a point that when it's the time to get him to do the sin, at that point he may even be, have no control over himself. Okay, that is a very important point because many times you hear people say, you know, I can't do it, it's impossible, the test is too big, it's too great, I can't control myself. And then other people will make the argument back to them. There's no such thing in this world that you have a test that you can't overcome. Okay? So both are wrong. Because it's true, you're at a position right now, you cannot overcome it. So the people who say that you can have a test that you can't, that you have to be able to overcome every test are wrong. Because right now I can't overcome it. That's the Lashon of Chazal. You get to a position that what can he do? He can't, can't stop. But the other people are right. 
Because there was earlier steps that lead you to the sin. That over there you were able to overcome the challenge. But the problem was, in those earlier steps, you didn't even realize that you were being trapped at that point. Okay, let's try, I want to focus on this because this is the biggest problem when you are a Rebbe of Bochum and Avrechim. This is the biggest problem. Because people ask you permission for things. And when they ask you, it seems in their brain that it's 100% nothing wrong with it. They have to ask you because you're the boss, you know. But in their brain, when they come to ask you, they cannot see anything wrong at all. But they are too small-minded to see how this is 10 steps beginning the trap of your death from the Yetzirah. So you as the Rebbe who's a little older, a little bit more experienced, a little bit more understanding, says don't do that. To them that's like prophecy. Doesn't make sense. Why should I not do that? A bachar may come ask you, can I get a certain car? It cannot see in the moment what could be the problem. Or can I do some work? He cannot see in the moment. What could be the problem? You understand? It's not just that. It's a hundred examples. Hundreds. What's wrong with this phone? Or that phone? Or this situation? Or that situation? It doesn't matter what it is. He cannot see in the moment the problem with the thing that we're talking about. And he doesn't understand even the olive base of how the Yetzirah works. The, I'm telling you a chidush the biggest Mulchemas Hayetzah that we have with the Yetzahara is in a place which is not even Asur and Shulchan Aruch. That's where the work is. Because once he takes you to a position, he brings you this close to the sin that you cannot win it anymore. And now you're earnest, but you're going to get punished because the earlier steps before. There's a Gemara that says that Moshe Rabbeinu said, what do you want from the Jews? What, what do they do wrong that they sin in the Chet Egel, Right? Chet Egel is a bad sin. Mamish, right after the Maimed Har Sinai, after Hashem opened up this, all the skies, the Zion Rekim, Atta Horeso Ladas Ki Hashem Walakim, right? That's clarity. And literally moments later, they're doing a sin, which is Avodah Zarah, right? So Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to justify for the Jewish people. What's he say? He says, when the Jewish people left Egypt, you pounded them with money. Right? You know how rich they became when they left Egypt? They were pounded with money, okay? So the Gemara gives a marshal. And again, I'm not going to go so much into money, but I'm going to explain to you something very deep here. So the Gemara says, Mashallah If you have a king who has a handsome son, okay? He takes his handsome son and he gives him a geshmaka, sends him to a nice spa, and he gives him a geshmaka bath and he makes him nice and fresh, right? And then he gives him a good suit. And then he gives him a pouch of money over his neck, you know, they used to wear a pouch of money, right? He sends him on the street 
where there is a house of zonot. So he's looking sharp. He's looking fresh. He's got flus. He's got money. And he's now on the block walking by the bed zonot, right? Is impossible for this child not to sin, right? So where's the Avera? That's an honest, but where's the Avera? The Avera was giving him the bath. The Avera was giving him the suit. The Avera was making feel, making him all gashmias, thinking, giving him money and pumping him up, right? That's where the Avera was. Because that's where the self-control could be. But is there any Allah in Shulchan Aruch that he can't take a bath? Is there any Shulchan Aruch that he can't wear a nice fancy suit? Is there anyone in Shulchan Aruch that he can't drive a car that's really nice and sharp looking? Huh? There's not, there's not. And kazeh. Lo katuv be Shulchan Aruch there. Yeah? Does it say you can't wear a Rolex, you know? You wear a, a custom-made suit, drive a fancy nice car, you wear a Rolex, you're looking sharp, you're looking fresh, you got flus in your pocket, you're driving in the street, doesn't say anywhere in Shulchan Aruch. And then you want to know why you did Avera. And the guy tells me, you know, I don't understand. Every time I go to the store, you know, all the girls, they come to me, they ask me for their number, you know. Like, why? It's like a funny zach, eh? Why they target me? At that point, you know? But there's 27 steps before that they're not going over to some yeshiva shahasen pfeffer with his pay is popping out, right? They're not going to him. Him, they're not approaching. So there is a hundred steps before that step where there's in your capability to be able to make the gedorim. And that's where your work is. Your work is in the early. Your work is not later. It's an amazing Mishnah, Masechtas, of this that says that if a person is marbeh siha im ha'isha, okay, then sofo leresh gehenam. Okay, you know that Mishnah? You're familiar with that Mishnah? If you marbeh siha with ha'isha, again, you're not doing anything halachically incorrect. Because you're not speaking words that you're not allowed to speak. But the only avla you're doing is that it's a little too much. I'm going to give you an example of the Gemara, which is obviously not halachalamaisa for us, because we're not such big high level that every word we calculate. But the Gemara in Erevin says that... Rabbi Yossi Haglili, I believe, we have to ask Elias, he knows all these Gemaras, Ervin of Dafnudalad, I think, right? It was Rabbi Yossi Haglili, asked the wife of Rabbi Meir for directions. Okay? So this is, he had to go to Lud, a place called Lud, right? So he said four words. Eze, derech, lelech, lelud. Got it? Four words. What is the road you take to go to Lud? You're allowed to ask a woman directions. Because he didn't do an Avera. Okay? And then she said to him that he's a shaita. Because he doesn't know the mission that says, Marbesi ma'isha so So what was he supposed to say? He should have told her, Ezele Lud. Skip two words. He went four words. You should have did two, you did four, Marbesi Haimaisha Sofolereshkera. That's a gemar. So obviously, you're not speaking forbidden speech. That's clear from the gemar. The whole avla is, you said 
Two words more. Okay? So let's say we're not such high level that Hashem counts the words like that. But we also have a place called Marbesiha, right? What's the problem of Marbesiha? Marbesiha Maisha is a trap that Soifoy Leirish Gehenna. Because I want to tell you a deep sight. Something we don't know, but if you learn with Rabbi Sosalanta, like I mentioned, you will see this. Meduyak Bilshoinoi in his letter. We think taiva only begins after we feel it in the body. Right? You see something, you're like, ah! We know the hergation of urges, of taiva, right? So we think that it starts there. But Rabbi Sosalanta says, no, 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 no. He says the taiva is mishotet. Mishotet means it's looking for opportunities. And it's creating plans. Okay? Before you're even aware. So the taiva already created a plan. Before you're going to feel it. The plan that it created before you feel it is marbesiha. You don't feel nothing then. You understand? Don't feel nothing then. There's a truth from Rabbi again. I don't want to go into all these things. It's big subjects, but the truth from Rabbi where a guy, Bachar, was talking to a girl, very, very clean, no interest in as far as a physical relationship, nothing, just good old schmoozing, whatever, maybe, right? And Ramosha finds that as a chuva, there's 100% also, gilarayas, whatever it is. But the point that comes out, one of the points that come out from the chuva is that you have to understand that this has already been in the planning board of the Eitzer to make that connection of gilarayas. It began already. You're just not aware of it, but it began. So this is a point of gidarim. The point of gidarim is that what you, where you think the problem began, is already the problem is over. Where it began is way before. And the point of Gedorim is that we all have to take the seed of the problem, the seed that's going to flourish and develop and grow. You have to make a change before. Okay, now this is a very important thing in the whole of Oedus Hashem in general. You see, I'm going to tell you something very deep shot in the Zoya. Right? Zoya says something, and I'll try to explain to you. Go, Oymik. Zoya says that the Taryag Mitzvot are Taryag Etzot. They are 613 advices. Now that's a very interesting and a deep thing to say about mitzvahs. Mitzvahs, in my brain, is it's something you have to do. It's very defined. It's not an eitzah. It's a defined thing. This is what it says in Shulchan Aruch. You do it. Right? Eitzah. It's a defined thing. You do it. Right? So when the, when the Zoya says that a mitzvah, a mitzvah is an eitzah, what that means is as follows. I'll explain it to you. What that means is, let's say I have a seed, right? You have a seed. You want to plant a tree, correct? You have a seed. So you put the seed in the ground. What, is the, what does the seed have to do to create a tree? It has to decompose a little bit, right? Right? Why does it have to decompose a little bit? 
Because it has to take material from the environment around it. Correct? Has to bring in minerals and things from the ground in order to what? To develop what it wants to develop. Correct? So that's an eitzah. Eitzah is like a seed. An eitzah is a seed. Because you have to flourish. The point of Torah is to make you grow. If you have to flourish, that means it requires the environment around you to build you. And the Torah has to teach you how to use the environment around you. And the Yitzhar is also trying to grow a poisonous tree. Torah is trying to grow a fruit tree. And the Yitzhar is trying to grow a poisonous tree. Both are working like a seed. And they're trying to use the environment around you to, to develop something in you. Either the bad piece of you or the good piece of you. You follow? This is the Yisoyit from Torah. So when we're going to try to learn the Gedorim of Torah, means when I see a mitzvah, a mitzvah, especially at the Rabbonah, but even at the Araisa, it's giving me a Geder, it's giving me a fence, it's giving me a, a, a something that I have to daher. That's a Eitzah. And I have to know how to use my environment in a productive way to bring that out. That means even the, even the nisyoyness of my environment is going to help me grow with the eights of the Torah. But I'm using environment. Environment is what helps me grow. Even the bad environment I live in. Even the United States of America, the way it is today, with all the problems, you know. Where Hashkafa is totally and completely out of whack. And we're born into that. You know? So, today, uh, you know, a restaurant, right? Where there's mummish, like, you talk, people talk about it, like, the food is unbelievable. It's mummish. I saw one of the Bokhram, like, you know, as a chesed, trying to help someone at a restaurant. This is different levels. This is new levels, new madregis in Achille. It's like experiences that we've never experienced before, right? Now, and this is America. This is a normal thing. Nothing to be embarrassed about, right? The Chazon Ish writes in a letter that just like there is levels of Tum'ah for the body, okay? Levels of Tum'ah for the body. That means if you touch something, you can become a Rishon, Sheni, right? There's a concept, Avi Avot HaTumah. If you touch a dead body, that's Avi Avot HaTumah, right? The Chazanah says, the Avi Avot HaTumah for your Nefesh, that will make you stuffed up, that you can't connect with learning, is Taiva's Achila. Ah, Chiddush. Big Chiddush. It says it Mefurash. Look it up. It's in the first uh, volume of Chazanish in the Igris. Mefurash. It says that open. And he brings a Taisus. And Taisus quotes a Chatan de Belio. That every day you should pray. That before you pray that Torah should enter you, you should pray that food does not. Okay? So that's against the society you live in. So we grow up in a society that is so confused and so unknowledgeable 
And Taivas is like a mitzvah deraisa. Like the Chavis al says, that eventually the restaurant, he didn't know what he was saying about America, eventually the restaurant will be like a temple. And you will serve the God of your stomach. Okay? That's what he says. He said, he's shown, he says that. Right? So we live in a world that's confusing. But the deeper part of this is, that Taiva itself is a big trap. So when we're talking about making Gedorim in Taiva Sahila, you're making Gedorim, again, this is going to be a whole subject, which I'm going to talk to you about, not today, because a whole subject. But you'll see that in places where you would never, ever even dream will lead you to the worst of areas in the world. You wouldn't dream if you're ignorant and you don't learn about it. Those are the steps that are bringing you to the worst things. And if you don't know how to make that, understand that science of where it begins, then you don't stand a chance. So that's the idea that we're going to read it. Let me read it quickly because we're about to dive in. I'm going to read quickly a, a paragraph or two, okay? So the first paragraph, he says, HaPirishuti Tehilata Hasidut. I think in English they translate precious as abstinence, is the first step of piety. The first 12 chapters of the book, which is Zehirut, Zerizut, Nikiyut, all this stuff is what it requires to be a tzaddik. Letter of the law. Okay? From here on, we're going to talk about the concept of chassidus. Just like by, by a tzaddik, you have first the zehirut, meaning to be careful not to sin. Then you come to zirizut, which is asetov. So too in chassidut, we start off with pirishut, and then we get, that's sur merah, and then we're going to get to the asetov. Okay, we'll talk about this stuff later. That's the first chapter, the first paragraph. The second paragraph here is going to talk about what I just told you before. I'm going to read it quickly and then we're going to stop. Make yourself holy, which is a term which I will have to explain next time. And what is mutar to you? And this is the definition of the word pirishut. You remove yourself from the thing. Which we'll talk about that line next week. What's the point of making fences where it's not asur? What's the point? The point is that it's supposed to stop you from actually getting to the is. Okay, so I have to stop here because it's late. We'll go this over and get all the amkis in the sugya. Bezashem.